series. Uh, we're in a series entitled Christmas at Hope City Church. Amen. Christmas at Hope City. And uh, this morning I want to talk to you about uh, strength beyond the ordinary. Somebody say strength beyond the ordinary. Strength beyond the ordinary. We've been talking about Jesus and his compassion, amen. We've been talking about all kinds of great things, and all of that is connecting and tying back into what we're dealing with right here, what we're dealing with right here, okay? And so um, on January 1st, as it were, all right, we do this every year, okay? We do this every year, and sometimes our dates and our times change just a bit, and that's okay. But on January the 1st, 2024, through January 21st, so 21 days. 21 days, okay, we're declaring a corporate fast, Pastor Mike is declaring a corporate church fast for Hope City Church, okay, for Hope City Church, all right, a lot of people all over the world will use the first of the year to launch a fast, okay, and they're going to have different times and different dates and and you say to yourself, hey, Pastor Mike, you know, the scripture tells us not to talk about fasting, not to talk about it publicly, and I do understand that, and I want you to, I want you to know this. When you're fasting privately, that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing, okay? When you're fasting corporately, we're not bragging about it, okay? We're not bragging about it, but we have to be able to discuss it a little bit. Can I get a good amen right there? So just, in, just to encourage you, okay, just to encourage you that as we're doing this together, this is something that we're involved in annually, and then fasting should also be something that you're engaged in as a Christian frequently, okay? There's several times throughout the year that we might fast, uh, you know, a day or a couple of days or even an extended period of time, and we're going to talk about the reasons for that. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 18, I won't read all of those. I'll save you from that this morning, but that would be your study notes right there. Jesus outlines some basic, important activities of every Christian. Somebody say every Christian. He says these three things. He says when you give, he says when you pray, and when you fast, okay? So I'll, I'll just refer to this. In verse 2, he talks about that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 2. He talks about when you give. And it refers to each of us as we're obedient to God in giving to meet the needs of God's kingdom and the needs of others. God gives no area of, of, of time frame. He doesn't say only the old people give. Amen. Only the children give. Only the teenagers give. He says every Christian gives. Somebody say a good amen right there. This is good, okay? Then the second thing he tells us in verse 5, he says when you pray. It also refers to each of us in our prayer lives. Prayer's not just for some. Prayer's not just for pastors. Prayer's not just for your friends. Prayer's just not for your grandmother, okay, or some other leader in the church. Prayer's just not for missionaries, okay? Prayer is for all people, and it deeply benefits us, and it will deeply direct your life. Somebody say a good amen right there. And then finally, this supernatural power, this strength beyond the ordinary that not a lot of people talk about. Every now and again, you might hear your doctor talk to you about fasting. And he'll tell you, I need you to fast tonight all through the next day because you're going to have surgery, okay? And we take that very serious. 
or we should, okay, right? Because he's the medical professional. Well, in Scripture, God talks about it, and Jesus talks about fasting. And in each of these instances, amen, each and every one of these instances, Scripture does not say if you give. It does not say if you pray. If you fast, okay? And so it indicates the when. It says when you give, when you pray, when you fast, indicating that God expects all of us to participate. Pastor Mike, I've got to figure some things out about my fasting. Listen to me. Listen to me very intently. God sees your heart. God knows your heart. You you, you can't just, hey, I'm going to fast for 40 days and 40 nights like Jesus did. And that would be a medical... Uh, that would be a medical car wreck for you. Okay, so so pay attention to that, okay? But there is something that you can give up. There's something that you can fast in regards to biblical fasting. And as we participate church-wide, we'll see God do some amazing things individually as well as collectively in our church. How many of you guys know we've already just witnessed a miracle this morning? Anybody? Can, can, you, can you understand what I'm saying to you? Amen. And God has more in store for each and every one of us. And as powerful as this is as a church, don't you dare let this year go by without taking some more time to pray and fast and give and worship and serve. Amen. Amen. So so you say, Pastor Mike, how do you know when you need to fast? How do you know maybe when you need to fast, all right? Well, when you feel that your spiritual senses are getting dull, you need to fast. Amen. When you feel disobedient to God, when you feel disconnected to God, you feel like God's not listening to you, you need to fast. You need to get sharp. You need to be as passionate for God each and every day, each and every hour of every day. Come on, somebody. The next thing that you do when you fast, okay, you need an answer from God. And you want to be sure that you're really hearing his voice and get ready for this, that you experience clarity and that you say yes to his will. Because when you start asking God, God, I'm looking for miracles, and I'm looking for signs, and I'm looking for wonders. I'm looking for you to direct my life and direct me in my purpose and direct my steps. You better be ready to say yes to what he speaks to your life. Come on, somebody. And he will point it out in and through Scripture. Okay? Not just some... (laughs) Not just some crazy person on the street. Come on, can you hear what I'm saying to you? Okay, And we've got to be very careful about these uh, self-proclaimed prophets these days. And everybody's got a window of opportunity. And everybody's got a word for the church of God. And a lot of those people, I'm not, I don't, you guys know I'm not a criticizer. That's not what I do. But if you're not in the house of God, amen, then how do you have a word for God's people? Oh, amen. I've got to move on. I, got, I can't stay there, okay? I can't stay there, all right? But God will give you clarity, a- amen, and he'll speak to you through his word. He'll speak to you in, in, in that time. The next, the next thing that you need to fast, when you feel that your flesh nature, the bully in you, the brat that's on the inside, the brat that says, this is what I want, but the scripture's telling you this is what God wants, Amen. And you're saying, but my flesh wants this so bad. And God says, but don't you want your purpose even more? Amen. That's when you need 
a fast. Amen. And when the brat in you or the bully in you is becoming stronger, you need to fast and you need to die. That's what scripture says. Die to your, fle- to your flesh. Crucify your flesh. What? Daily. I, I was hoping you were going to preach with me right there. Crucify your flesh when? Daily. Daily. Now watch this. This is so good. When you fast, there's a deep and constructive surrender, okay? Constructive, it means you start building something that you can't see, but God sees it. God knows what's going on. When, when, when you're fasting, there's this deep and constructive surrender that you engage in, that you're going to be obedient to the Word of God. You're going to be obedient to the Spirit of God. And some people, they say, Pastor Mike, I've never fasted, okay? I've never fasted. Well, I encourage you to do so, especially if you want to grow in your faith. Now, 2 Samuel Chapter 5, 2 Samuel chapter 5, I've been waiting for two weeks to share this with you, okay? This is hot, off the press, okay? I've been, I've been trying to get it out of my spirit and onto some paper, amen, so I can share these notes with you. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. It says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, Saul was walking in rebellion. Okay, can I just point this out really quick? Saul was walking in rebellion, okay? Saul was doing the wrong things, and now they realize here's a man of God, a man of faith, and God is getting ready to come against us. So the Philistines decided in this moment, they heard, listen, they heard that David had been anointed king of Israel. They mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming, so he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived, and they spread out across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked the Lord, should I go out and fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? Sometimes we've got to ask God, God, is this my moment? Is this the moment that we need to pull the trigger? Is this what we need to do? That's what he's asking God. He said, should I go out? Will you hand them over? to?" And the Lord replied to David, listen, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. So David went to Baal Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. And then he exclaimed, the scripture said, God did it, or the Lord did it. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood, so he named that place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who bursts through. God is a God, is a God of breakthrough. He's a God of bursting through in your heart. He's a God of bursting through in your life. Amen. So, this is so good right here. I won't, I won't touch on it right now. I want to so bad, okay, but i got to save it. The Philistines, verse 21, said they had abandoned their idols there, so David and his men confiscated them, okay? So I, I'll come back. I'll come, remind me. Somebody remind me. I may forget, okay? But point number one, fasting is about hungering for God. Amen. Pastor Mike, when I start fasting, I'm hungry for food. I understand. I'm as human as you are. Amen? But when we're fasting, we're telling God, God, I'm so serious about this thing that sustains my life. Amen? That I will push it aside so I can spend time 
with you. And when you fast, you help to create a deeper hunger and a deeper focus for God. And I'm encouraged that people, they'll say, Pastor, they'll say, I'm going to fast electronics and I'm going to fast social media and I'm going to fast people, they'll fast certain events and people will fast certain activities or games. But biblical fasting is about fasting food. Okay, it's about fasting food. Well, Pastor Mike, how do you know that? Well, because I'll tell you, because they didn't have social media in 2 Samuel chapter 5. Amen. They didn't have that, okay? They had other activities. We, we understand that. But fasting, okay, it, it, it's about fasting food. And, and why? Because you've got to dethrone King's stomach. You've got to dethrone your flesh. And carnality will never satisfy your need for Jesus. Living like the devil, amen, Monday to Friday, Monday to Saturday, okay, will never clarify or, or, or fill you or satisfy your hunger for Almighty God. And when you hunger for God and it's not filled with the things of God, then you begin to feed your spirit the things of this world, which causes chaos, causes confusion, Amen. But when you get into a place of purity with God, you will find clarity. Amen. Somebody say clarity. There's a hunger hormone in your body that triggers when it's time to eat. And if you're like me, your hunger, your, your hunger, it just triggers all the time. You don't even need, it don't even, are, are you hungry? Absolutely. Would you eat with me? Absolutely. Pastor Mike, I just ate lunch. That's okay. I'm going to eat with you again. Okay. This is just who I am. All right. I love to eat, but you don't have to be reminded to eat. Your body does this for you, amen? But the only thing that will appease that feeling is eating. And I'm trying to help you and encourage you. The only thing that will appease your purpose is fasting. This kind comes out by prayer and fasting, amen? It does not feel enjoyable physically when we fast, but you're fulfilling a spiritual hunger. And something I've noticed is the later on at night that it gets before you go to bed, there's more cheeseburger commercials, there's more pizza commercials, there's more steak commercials, come on, than any other time of the day. I've already eaten dinner. But I'm like, I might as well go to the pantry and get a bowl of cereal. Come on, somebody. Because I get hungry. I watch them do some stuff. I get hungry. And so you got to watch that. But every two or three hours, you'll feel that, that, that spiritual hunger pang. Amen. And, and think about it like this. When you were lost, you weren't looking for God. But he came to find you. Amen. And so in, in this space, once we get saved, we get to seek him. We get to show God, this is how serious that I am. This is how passionate that I am. This is how focused, God, that I am. Amen. And so fasting is giving up food because we're hungry for more of God. But listen, it's also an intentional pursuit in prayer, an intentional pursuit in worship, and it's an intentional pursuit of reading God's word. Amen. Not some other book you found, not some other Christian author you found. The Word of God. I'm not mad at those other books, but it's God's Word that's going to speak to your life, bring you purpose, and bring you clarity. Amen. And if you don't intentionally, we, we say this all the time, you don't intentionally take time to pray. You don't intentionally take time to read His Word and spend time in, in, his, in, 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 in worship in His presence. Then you're just dieting. 
Or you're just starving yourself for no reason. Okay, I don't want to starve myself for no reason. I'm trying to hear from God. If I'm going to pay the price of fasting, amen, I want to hear from God. So if you'll seek God first, I love this, he'll be found by you and he'll do amazing things on your behalf. Look at Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. In the English Standard Version was my favorite version that I pulled out and the depth of it was just so good. God said, I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Now the scriptures around and about this verse are speaking of wisdom. They're speaking of godly wisdom and those who will listen to it. Amen. You ever heard some godly wisdom and it's just like, I, I, I don't care. I'm not going to listen to that. Amen. I've done it too. I'm guilty as well. Okay. But God said, hey, if you will heed my voice, if you'll, if you'll heed God's seek and find commands, God always promises to deliver what we are looking for. And I love this in the scripture. He encourages us to seek him early. Amen. Not just a time of the day, but an opportunity to pursue him in our situation early. Seek me early in that situation. Seek me early in that circumstance. Seek me early in that challenge and I'll be there for you. Amen. Don't use God like a spare tire. Right? Amen. I love that. God is saying as you seek me early, you seek me first, you will find the guidance, you will find the wisdom, you will find the understanding you are in need of. Watch this. Immediately. That's what he says. That's, that's, that's what he's speaking to us. Point number two. Point number two. When we don't pray, when we don't read, when we don't worship, we go hungry for something we desperately need. As Christ followers, listen to me, we need fellowship of the saints. As Christ followers, we need prayer. We need worship. It, it, worship doesn't need you. You need worship. Am, am I making sense? Amen. We go hungry for something we desperately need. When, when you haven't spent time with Jesus, you create a hunger that only time with Jesus can fill. So when you don't read the word, you're choosing not to hear his voice. Amen. Well, I'll just listen to any voice that's coming into my life. This guy's pretty spiritual. This guy seems like he knows what's going on. This young lady, she seems like she's got an inroad with God. I don't, I don't want somebody to have an inroad with God for me. I need to have an inroad with God myself. Amen. Am I making sense? And so scripture's teaching us this. If I'm not reading the word, I'm choosing to not hear his voice. Why would you pray and not want God to answer you? Why, why, do I, why do I want to spend time in prayer and then not wait a while to hear what he might want to say back to me? Some of us, we show up in the presence of God with a to-do list. Amen. God, I need this for you to do. Here's your to-do list for my life. When God should be giving you the to-do lists. Amen. That's good preaching right there. You have to do battle for your family. Amen? I want to do battle for you. And I try so hard. I pray for the families of this church. And I believe God for the families of this church. I believe God for the communities around and about us that God is going to move. But you're the one that's going to face the devil. And you're the one's family is going to face the devil too. And if you aren't feeding yourself with the things of Christ, then you're not ready for that battle. Amen? He'll defeat you. And he'll discourage you. 
and he'll depress you and he'll confuse you and on and on and on. So don't let the devil, listen to me, don't let the devil tell you that you're not important. You're too old for that. Don't let the devil tell you you're too old for that. Amen? Don't, don't let the devil talk to you and speak. Don't let the devil tell you that you don't matter. Don't let the devil tell you that your prayers don't matter. Hey, Pastor Mike, I, I feel like all I can do is pray. We need some praying people. This church needs some praying people. This community needs some praying. God's kingdom needs some people who are on their knees in prayer, calling out to God for those around and about them. Amen. So don't tell, don't, don't let the devil tell you that you don't matter. You can make a difference. And sometimes that disadvantage creates this desperate hunger that Jesus sees and responds to. I love that. Since I was 19 years old, people say, Pastor Mike, how do you stay passionate for God? I don't know, I just do. Amen. There's just a hunger that's there, and I've got to have, I got to have more of that. I've got to have more of that. Amen. I, I, I've got an addictive personality, and so I just changed addictions. Praise God. All my addictions troubled me and frustrated me and confused me and brought me tension and strife and grief. But God, this new addiction that I've got brings me peace and brings me joy and brings me compassion. Amen. In every space of my heart and my life. And since I was 19 years old, I've prayed the prayer, God, let me be an influencer. Let me help those. Let me encourage those and inspire those around and about me. And fasting's not playtime. Sometimes when you fast, you're going to be thrust into a battle. Some of you are going to call me January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd and be like, Pastor Mike, all hell has broken loose over at my house, in my family, in my scenarios. What have you gotten me into? A new depth in God. A new level in Christ. Amen. A new level of anointing and power and faith. A, a, a new level of understanding. Amen. It, some people are like, I ain't going then. Listen, I ain't going. The rest of y'all can go. I, I don't want to go. Listen, God needs you to go. Because when you, when you get thrust into that battle, amen, when you're seeking God, you better be assured the enemy is seeking to stop you. Hello? Amen. Fasting causes you to break out of your comfort zone. Causes you to break out. Hunger will take you where nothing else in the world will take you. It was just a couple of months, 2014. It was just a couple of months after my family had moved to the state of California. I'd never witnessed anything like this in my life. We pulled up to a fast food restaurant. We were eating lunch. Out on, this, out on this area, we ate lunch outside everywhere. We loved it. We're eating lunch outside. And the homeless man comes up, takes the lid off the trash can, and starts digging through the bags looking for leftovers. And I, I, I didn't even know what to do. I was completely shocked. I'm like, what, what are you doing? What's this guy doing? And I thought he was looking for cans. I had been witness to that. Every Man, you turn in a can, you turn in a bottle, you are making money. Come on, somebody out in California, all right? And I thought he's looking for cans, he's looking for bottles. He finds a bag, Jaleesi, and there was a part of a cheeseburger, and he, he took it out and he ate it. And he grabbed an empty cup, and I watched him go inside the restaurant, and he filled up, he got him a, he got him a Coke or whatever, he was trying to got some ice and a Coke. He found a cup, and he just walked into the restaurant. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that there's a desperation when you get hungry.
There's a desperation that's there that you would never do that. You would never even begin to uh, think that way. But when you get hungry for God, come on somebody. When you get hungry for a miracle in your life, the move of God, desperation will cause you to accomplish some things and get involved in some things and experience some things that you never would have without being in great need. Pastor, I need a miracle in my marriage. You need to fast. Pastor, I need a miracle in my finance. I need, I need some guidance. I need some direction. You need to fast. And God will bless you in ways that you never dreamed of, that you never thought of without that kind of desperation. Amen. When you fast, miracles will happen. Jesus, listen, Jesus humbled himself. He went into the wilderness to fast. He was tempted by the devil. Amen. He passed his test, and then he was elevated to an increased authority. He walked out the purposes. He walked out the power of fasting. He does this in front of us. Amen. I'm trying to tell you, your next level of growth, your next level of purpose, your next level of miracle is on the other side of that fast. Don't get weak on day three. If you set it up, listen, God sees your heart, and he's, he tells us it would, better you, it would better you not make a commitment and not make a promise than to make a promise and break it. Amen. So you tell God, God, I'm going to do everything I can to start this fast and complete this fast. I'm going to walk through this. I'm going to walk through this. I'm going to watch what you're going to do in my life. Amen. But make a promise. Make that commitment. Amen. But be ready to stand on it and stand in that purpose. Your next stage of authority is right around the corner. Your future opportunity is waiting for you to get serious, waiting for you to get focused, waiting for you to get holy before Almighty God. At the age of 19, I just, I, I would go every service. You guys, you, I still do it. I, I still, I'm in any kind of service. I don't care if there's thousands of ministers there, Justin. I'll still go to the altar and praise and worship God. Because my commitment is to him. My commitment is to God. My surrender is unto God, not to anything or anyone else. Amen. And, and so people say, man, Pastor Mike must be really going through it. Or maybe Pastor Mike is just giving honor and praise and thanks where honor and praise and thanks is due. Amen. Hallelujah. Fasting is going to take you to some places this year. This year. 2024 is our year. Amen. I tell, I tell myself that every, Jay, this is my year. God's going to do some stuff this year. Amen. I tell him, I, I, I declare it. Amen. Fasting is going to take you to some places this year you never would have gone to on your own. Listen, I, I'm talking about uh, the spiritual level that you're stepping into. The next stage that God will accelerate some things in your life that, you, that could have never been accelerated without prayer, worship, Bible reading, and fasting. Somebody say a good amen. And your hunger will get you past your hesitancy. You'll, you'll start feeling some things. That's why Jesus told the disciples, he said, hey, listen, I have food that you know not of. There's a, there's a feeding that comes to the spirit that, that begins to fill you with purpose and vision and power. They're like, Jesus, aren't you starving? He said, I got food from the Father that you don't know about. Amen. It's a spiritual hunger. And some things will only come out by fasting and prayer. And while you hunger and while you fast, God will be working on your family. He'll be working on some breakthroughs for you. Amen. And you have to have a hunger and a burning desire, even a desperation for God to move. 
Amen? No hunger, no move. No desperation. I've seen people in their marriages. No desperation to fix it. No desperation to work on it. I've seen people in their finance. No desperation to fix it. They just keep spending more and spending more and spending more instead of instead of fixing it. Amen. This is good. This is good preaching. I feel like I'm preaching a little better than you're. Point number three, fasting will move you off the sidelines and into the game. I've been watching a lot of football this season. I don't even like football. TK and I were like, let's watch a little football. I love, now I love football. I love the fight. I love the challenge. Amen. I love the team mentality. Okay. From everything to a long pass to the tush push. Come on, somebody. If you know, if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. It's so powerful to watch these teams get together and, and do something together as a team. That's exactly what Hope City Church is all about. This isn't my team. This is God's team. Amen. I'm just glad to be on the team. But in this space, God will get you off the sidelines and into the game. I love it when a fresh set of legs comes off from the sidelines and then makes a play. And you're like, boom, why didn't they have him in the game? Because he was hurt or whatever was going on, right? But now he's back out. Now listen, in scripture, our spiritual legacy has survived and thrived because of breakthroughs that could only be credited to God. And scripture teaches us that a breakthrough is a sudden, dramatic, and important advance. Amen. Sudden, dramatic, and important advance. There are breakthroughs, for instance, there's breakthroughs in science that literally changed the world. When they put a rocket up on the moon, amen, when they put satellites into outer space, that was a breakthrough in space innovation. Am I making sense? When they invented the internet, smartphones, and social media, the world has never been the same. Amen? Take that how you will. But society was changed forever. The way we communicate Forever, right? Now listen, breakthroughs are not limited to discoveries and innovations. That's what I love about this. Breakthroughs come in all forms. Breakthroughs come in all kinds of sizes. They can be as personal as overcoming a fear or overcoming an anxious spirit or conquering a negative spirit, silencing a gossiping tongue, or even defeating an addiction. Breakthroughs. Sometimes breakthroughs are personal. Amen? Nobody would ever even know you were challenged with that. Nobody ever even knew that you were struggling in that arena. And you begin to put faith in God and confidence in God. And boom, he did a miracle in your life. He performed a breakthrough. And those are the most amazing breakthroughs of them all. And in 2 Samuel, it was that kind of breakthrough that had occurred. The Bible says that David went to a place called Baal Perazim, and he struggled so much that defeat seemed imminent. Amen. And here he is. God, what, what am I to do? The Philistines are here. They're trying to kill me. They're trying to destroy me. They're trying to snatch me up. Amen. But because of a God-sized breakthrough, David rallied and defeated his enemies. 
And then David did what we all must always do. He credited God with the defeat of his enemies, and he described the victory as something like a massive breakthrough of water. He was like, this massive breakthrough of water came through and flooded my enemies out. God showed up. Come on, somebody. God showed up, and he made the difference. Amen. And the word, I love this. This is my favorite right here. The word breakthrough means to burst apart or to burst into pieces. God will turn that mess you're dealing with, and he'll burst it into pieces. And you'll be like, what happened here? God showed up, and he broke through. Amen. I don't want to stand on this side of it wondering what God is going to do. I want to see him on the other side of it, ready to see the victory and give him worship and give him clarity and praise for the victory he's performed in my life. The word breakthrough means to force open. Huh? Listen, I'm I'm ready for God to force open the windows of heaven and pour this church out, this community, a blessing that we're not even able and ready enough to receive. That's what scripture teaches, that we can pray and believe. Listen, you can pray and believe that in your own life, in your own family, for the right reasons, and God will provide, and God will move upon you in sincerity and in truth. Amen. So as we see this, David, he literally calls the name of that place Baal Perizim. And it literally meant the place of breakthrough or the place that God burst into pieces. Amen. So if I could encourage you in such a way this morning, I would tell you that it's time instead of pulling the plate towards you and time instead of pulling the 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 the, the cares of this world and the comforts of this life towards you. It's time to push the plate back. Come on, somebody. It's time to bring the word in. It's time to bring prayer into us. It's time to bring worship into us. Push the plate back and bring obedience in this year. And go ahead and lean into your purpose. Push the plate back and lean into what God has called you and destined you and formed you from before the foundations of the world. He had a miracle, a blueprint for your life. One of the reasons I fast, God, show me your way. I don't want to step without you, amen. And as I walk in that space, I walk in that, spa- in that place as the worship team comes, God will burst in on your scene. He'll break through the resistance of your enemies. And even like David, I love this, experience something he had experienced time and time And time again, the deliverance of God. He experienced it time and time and time again, the providing hand of God. He experienced time and time and time again, the healing hand of God, the forgiveness of God. Somebody help me this morning. He experienced the salvation of God in and through his worship. Amen. And the gates that were shut were open. The doors that were closed up and locked up, God broke them into pieces. And he broke through to make the difference in the people of God's lives. Everything changed because God is the God of bursting through. He's the God of breakthroughs. Amen. He's the God of breakthroughs. There's been many, many, many seasons of my life I didn't know what to do. 
TK's like, hey, what, what, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah, 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 I'm just thinking about some stuff. Huh? What are you going to do? I'm going to fast. What, what for? Because I need some clarity from God. Amen. Remember last year, 2023. This is 23. 2022. I was in 2022. We were in a fast during the summer. We had entered a 21-day fast. Our family, some friends, some people. I was looking for some clarity because God had told us to come and plant this church. And I was looking just for some clarity. I didn't know where I was going to find it, what, what I needed to do. I was in the state of California. It was day 17 of that fast. I'll never forget this. My landlord called me. Said, Pastor Mike. Well, they didn't, they didn't call me Pastor Mike. They just, anyways. They said, hey, a non-for-profit just came into the office and stated that they're going to start paying your rent. And I was like, hang on just a second. You start at the beginning. Yeah, so they dropped off a bunch of checks, and it's good till December of 2022. This is like August. This is like August or so. And I was doing a funeral out there, watching God move, watching God work. I, I said, hang on, rewind. Tell me the story again. She tells me the story again. I said, hang on just a second. You ever done a three-way call? I, I don't know if I've ever done a three-way call. I've, I've, can you tell me how to do a three-way call? So I called my wife and said, we got to get somebody in on this conversation. we got to do it now. Do you know how to three-way call? Let me figure this out. Let's call. Let's try to call her. I call. I said, TK, I need you to hear what's being said to me. I think I may be misunderstanding what's going on. Amen. And they said, hey, th th no, this is real. This is real. They brought in a bunch of checks, and they told me, they told me they're gonna, they're gonna keep coming back. They, they said they're gonna keep, they're gonna bring some more checks. And God literally paid our rent for a year. Some not-for-profit, I still don't know who it was. They paid our rent right in a season where we were saying, God, what do we need to do? And God says, I'll show you what you need to do. Plant the church. Here's some help doing it. Here's some stress off of your mind and your and your uh, uh, all the things that are going on inside of you. Here's some relief. Now listen, I'm not telling you God's going to pay everybody's rent, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But God will perform. He'll perform miracles in your life if you will just honor Him in that space and walk it out and walk it out. And, and a seed is no good in your hand. It's got to be planted. you got to plant the seed. Come on, somebody. Pastor Mike, what's a, what's a spiritual breakthrough? I'm almost done. It's a moment of clarity. It's when God suddenly bursts on the seed. What, what's a spiritual breakthrough? It's day 17 of a fast. I'm not saying it's going to happen on your day 17. I'm just telling you, that's one of the times it happened in my life. I remember before we were moving here, some guy came into the church, and he gave me a truck. He gave me a four-wheel drive, four drive dump truck. And we were fasting. We were fasting and praying about moving to, moving to Missouri because God said, hey, I need you to go plant a church. I said, listen, we're, we're, God's telling me to go back to Jefferson City. And he goes, well, that's just, that's just confirmation to me. You're going to need money from the sale of that truck to get you. To get you from point A to point B. That's exactly what we did. The day I sold that truck... The guy come, he picked it up, he took it to Oakland. Okay, tough place to take it. It was stolen that night. Weird situation, okay? 
weird situation. Somebody broke in the fence and stole it, all kinds of stuff. It was craziness, okay? But just at the right time, it was wild. It was wild. I got stories for days. Anyways, let me move on. The opposite of a breakthrough is a setback or a dead end. Amen? If you've been going through a season of pain, it's a sign that you need to believe God for a breakthrough. Hallelujah. If you've been going through a season of frustration, you feel outnumbered, you feel lost in in the direction that you're taking, you don't know what you're going to do, you need a breakthrough. Some of us in the room, we may need a health breakthrough, a marital breakthrough, a financial breakthrough. God wants to give you a breakthrough. Amen. Now here's, if you haven't listened to one thing I've said this entire sermon, okay? All right? Here's the biggest point you need to pay attention to right here. Right here. Breakthroughs in Scripture. We're talking about the Bible. We're talking about God's Word. Breakthroughs in Scripture never happened, amen, to anyone who did not seek them. Breakthroughs don't just show up is what I'm trying to say to you. There's another level that God wants to step you into. Amen. There's another level. There's another space. Amen. When you start seeking God, you get his attention. Heaven bends its ear. God tunes into your cry. And it's a powerful thing. In the Bible, every time somebody needed a breakthrough, they would seek God through fasting, through worship, through prayer. And so I'm trying to tell you this morning, proclaim that place of breakthrough. Amen. In your life by fasting and worshiping and reading God's word and praying. And your breakthrough. Breakthrough is waiting on you. Your purpose is waiting on you. Clarity, will you stand with me all over the building? Clarity is waiting on you. Strength is waiting on you. Help is waiting on you. Amen. Healing, I believe this with all my heart. Healing is waiting on your life to to step into that next level. Will you just do me a favor to slip your hands up all over the building this morning? I'm going to pray for you. God, I thank you today, Father, for your people, God. I'm so grateful today, God, Lord, for their lives, God. I'm thankful today, God, for every person who will choose to go to the next level in you, God. I pray that you will move in their hearts, God, that you will move in their lives, God, that you will perform miracles in their lives, God, that you will show them which path to take, God. God, that in this fast, God, as they walk it out in sincerity and they walk it out in truth and they walk it out in desperation today, God, that you will be the God of the breakthrough, that you will burst open, God, that you will break into pieces, God, and shatter into pieces, God, all that's been coming against them in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus Christ, God. You will defeat, God, every enemy in their heart and in their life, God. And you will show them the direction that they are to take, God. God, I I thank you today, Father, for all that you're going to provide, God, in our hearts and in our lives, God. The clarity, God, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, God. Many years, God, I've prayed and I've fasted at the beginning of the year. And my miracle that year didn't show up until late in months, late months into the year, God. But I believe, God, that you're going to show your people today, God power of your word and the power of faith and the power of sacrifice the power of truth in their hearts the power of your presence in their lives in the name of Jesus we thank you and we praise you can we just spend a few moments in worship today 
Can we just fit, spend a few moments in worship? I want you to see it right now. I want you to see what it is that you're asking God for. I want you to see it. I want you to define it in your heart and define it in your life and define it in your mind and begin to pour that unto heaven's gates right now. Pour it into, into God's ears right now. Begin to make a promise. Say, God, I'm going to enter this. I'm going to start January 1. I'm going to start fasting, God. I'm going to believe you for some miracles, God. I, I know people, they'll, they'll fast like just part of a day. They'll fast parts. I know some people, they'll fast, hey, I'm only going to eat four hours in the day. I got 20 hours that I, that I can't eat. And I'm going to eat four hours. I'm going to, I'm going to fast, uh, you know, meats, meats and sweets. Or I'm going to fast my favorite thing, coffee or whatever that it is. God sees your heart. Amen. And he loves that. He loves that space of obedience that we walk into. More than he does any sacrifice. But he sees our sacrifices. And he's able to move in our hearts. And he's able to move in our lives. Amen. Can we just worship for just a couple of moments? Let's sing together before we're dismissed.